my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to work smart when working after hours. Make sure you know what you are trying to accomplish so you can get done and move on with your day. One of the most unfortunate work-life narratives out there is that big jobs inevitably require long hours. Long hours mean you will never see your kids. Thus, many parents, and mothers in particular, just won't be, or shouldn't be, in the running. Now, this is obviously a problematic thing for organizations to believe, as they cut themselves off from a lot of great leaders. But it's also a problematic thing for individual parents to believe, since people limit their ambitions, when everyone seems to be screaming that no one can have it all. But it turns out there is a lot wrong with this story. Sure, plenty of jobs require more than 40 hours a week. But in my experience looking at thousands of time logs, very few people log more than 60 hours a week, averaged over the long haul. Even more intriguingly, many people who work long hours do not work those hours from, say, 7.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m., which would preclude seeing their young kids during the week. A little creativity means people can work long hours and see their families. When I collected time logs from women who had kids and who made over $100,000 a year for my book, I Know How She Does It, I found many moved work hours around to preserve family time. The most common method was what I started calling a split shift. Here's how it works. You end work at a reasonable time, however you define that. Let's say 5 p.m. or so. You hang out with your family, including young kids who go to bed relatively early. Maybe they are in bed at 7.30 p.m. or so. Then, at least a few nights a week, you do more work after the kids go to bed. You split your shift, some during the day, some at night. Working from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. is the same as working from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Only in the former world, you are trading off work time for TV time instead of work time 
for family time. That is a trade-off a lot more people are willing to make. I found that about half the women in my study worked such a split shift at least once a week, or its cousin, working from, say, 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. in the morning, before the kids got up. Of course, you'll notice that I said working from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. I did not say working from 8 p.m. to some undefined time in the middle of the night. Someone recently sent me a note saying the split shift should come with a warning label to make sure people use it responsibly. So, here it is. We all sometimes work outside traditional hours. But if you do plan to work after hours, be that at night or in the early morning or on what are supposed to be your days off, you should be intentional about it. That means creating a defined list of what you intend to get through. The most obvious choices are those things that actually have to get done for tomorrow. Prepping for meetings, answering an important email you didn't get to before 5 p.m., finishing up a proposal you plan to submit the next day. This list should be short and reasonable. You would not get through a 1,000 email backlog between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., and you won't from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. either. So don't set that as a goal. Create your list and then, when you are done, sign off. Indeed, I would suggest giving yourself a strict time limit for your split shift to force efficiencies. If you go to bed at 11 p.m., working from 8 to 10 allows you to have 30 minutes of leisure and then 30 minutes to get ready for bed and wind down. Or maybe you could just do 90 minutes of work and have an hour for reading or crafting or puzzles. I'd also suggest not automatically doing a split shift. The truth is that most people only do it a few nights per week. The most common scenario is two to three nights per week. Four is pretty much the max. So I'm not really concerned about this, but don't do a split shift just to do it. Maybe on Tuesdays you normally sit back down to work, but if you don't actually have any work that needs to get done for the next day, you don't have to work. You can just be done. It's okay. When you have intentions and you keep your list short, then a split shift can be a great way to have it all. A big career and time with your family. When it gets out of control, it can feel like life is no fun. So if you are working after hours, it's important to work smart. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey listeners, I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water, to stunning black sand beaches, and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.